ho, 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 hey, 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 Christmas time is here. Yes, everybody, it is Christmas time. And you know how we know it's Christmas time? Because today on the Harland Highway podcast, we are going to the Harland Highway Santa Claus Parade. Oh, my God. Yes, our, our two color commentators, John Water and John Starter, will be there. They will be uh, calling the parade, all the wonderful, beautiful floats coming down the Christmassy uh, Harland Highway Boulevard. Oh, just so much fun. So we'll be checking in with them uh, throughout the show. We'll be going in and out, uh, checking in on uh, the floats that come down the street. Always uh, wonderful. Also, we're going to be playing some Christmas carols, some favorites that we uh, usually play here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the, the tradition of the Christmas tree. Oh, yes. How many of you uh, put up a Christmas tree? We're going to be uh, talking about that. Uh, also, a, uh, a, a classic Christmas carol featuring the lovable Grinch, the Grinch that stole Christmas. We're going to be talking about the Grinch and uh, his little history. And uh, another Christmas carol. One of the pavement pounders called in for a, a very specific artist we play every year. You're going to like it. So get your Christmas stuff on. This is the Harlan Highway. How do you know my name? It's on the marriage certificate. I've never seen you before in all my life. Hold on to your airbag. The heartless, heartless monsters. All of you through and through. You're riding down the Harlan Highway. see a fallen star, that means a witch has just died. You clumsy idiot. The Harland Highway. All I want is to hear people say something again and to see people moving again. I'm Floyd Bernie, the rockabilly boy. Don't you understand? You're listening to Harlan Williams. I can't be your daughter. I'm a machine. Man, you've been dead a thousand years. Why, George, I think he's got it. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. What's up, Doc? Mister, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose right now. Don't leave me here. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Oh yeah. From now on. Our troubles will be out of sight. Oh, isn't it true? The Christmas time, don't your troubles just go out of sight? And it's just songs like this, don't they just like, it's, it's like putting a warm blanket around your body. It's like all year you're out in the cold and you're fighting the elements and the rain and the wind and the snow and the hail and the sleet. And then just this warm, cozy blanket somehow gets around your body. And it's this time of year. It's this type of music. These songs, these feelings that just fills you up with warmth and joy and oh I love it I just, why aren't we like this all year you just want to like hug people and shake their hand and say hi how are you Merry
Merry Christmas! How are you today? Oh, I love it. The joy. Joy. What other time of year do you feel it? I mean, you do, but I don't know. All these songs and the trees and the lights and the... Even the commercial shit. I don't care. I love it all. Oh, Merry Little Christmas. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, anyways, it is Christmas, and I hope you're having a good holiday. This is rolling you into it. And uh, as promised, gurgle nergens and blood dirglish lirglins. Uh, what would Christmas be or the holidays be without a Harland Highway holiday parade? Now, this year we skipped over the uh, Thanksgiving Day parade because we did that last year. And this year we are doing the Harland Highway Santa Claus parade. And it's this episode where I know that John Waters and John Starter are actually getting settled in in the booth. Up over the parade, these are our color commentators, John Waters and John Starter, and they hover high over the parade, all the festivities, the crowd, the people, and they're in their little booth, and and they've got their hot chocolate and their earmuffs, and they sit up there and they watch. Oh, got to listen to this part. Oh. Uh, anyways, they watch. They tell us what's coming down the road. They are live at the parade. And without further ado, let's get to the Harlan Highway Santa Claus Parade with John Waters and John Starter. Hey, guys, how are you? Well, hello, Harland. We are here at the 93rd Annual Harland Highway Santa Claus Parade. Oh, man. Wow, what a beautiful day. Oh, the sun is shining, the clouds are in the sky, the streets are lined with eager young children watching the parade, and adults and old people, and just a whole collection of Christmas-loving people right here out on the side of the Harlan Highway, waiting for the floats to come by. I'm John Waters, and I'm here with my partner in crime. <laughs> Uh, John Starter. John? Uh, yeah, well, thank you, John, for that very long-winded uh, introduction, but, well, now, let's not, uh, no, I mean, you know, what is this, your parade? I mean, uh, you know, that was about a three-minute intro, and I'm sitting here, uh, you know, staring at the bluebirds flying around in circles. Well, uh, we won't be staring at bluebirds long, uh, John. Uh, we have in store for us a wild and wonderful collection of uh, Christmas floats coming down the street at any second now. Oh, man. Wow. Well, oh, man, oh, wow to you. But to me, how about uh, good night caramel corn ice cream? Uh, what, what does that mean, John? It means last year we had the biggest collection of lemons I've ever seen in my life. It was like a convoy coming down the street of giant four-wheel drive muskox turds. Well, uh, well, okay, John, that might be a little harsh. Uh, Before we've even got started, you've already cast a gray cloud 
over the 27th annual Santa Claus Day Parade. Well, I haven't cast anything. And what someone should do is cast a net over this parade before it gets started because I have a feeling it's not really working, John. Well, let's not. Oh, man. Wow. We should get ahead of the curve here, John, because, uh, you know, uh, you can't judge a book by its cover or you can't count the uh, chicken eggs before they hatch. Wow. Man. Well, someone just is about to make a turd omelet with all those eggs because speaking around coming around the corner, here comes our first float. Oh, God. Oh, man. Wow, look at that. Look at the bright yellow colors. Yeah, yellow like dirty piss at the bottom of a hockey locker room urinal. Well, now, John, let's not go down negative street here. Let's see who we have here. It looks like Carly's Corn Cob Express. Oh, sweet heavenly jumped up jelly bean Christ. Well, it looks like uh, these people are corn on the cob manufacturers. You can find their cobs fresh in the vegetable section or frozen in your uh, grocer's freezer. I'd like to find the bodies of whoever put this parade together frozen in my grocer's freezer. Now, John, look at this beautiful float. It's a couple of giant cobs of corn strung together so that it looks like a, uh, a, a train made out of uh, cobs of corn. Well, whoop-de-doo, and call me Hansel and Gretel. It's not really working. Now, now, what do you mean, John? It looks like a fun corn cob express, and, well, look at that. If I ever wanted to get on a train going to Cornville, maybe I'd jump on this freaked-out, butter-soaked salt adventure. But look at this thing. I mean, are you serious? Cobs of corn that make out to be a train? Choo-choo, choo-choo. I think I'll go take a poo-poo. Now, John, I think, oh, look down there. Walking beside the Corn Cob Express from Carly's Corn Cob Express, it looks like we have some people dressed up as cobs of corn walking alongside the Corn Cob Express, John. Yes, and these are called niblins. You ever hear of such a stupid expression? Human beings dressed up like cobs of corn, and to try and make it cute, they call them niblins. Well, I'll tell you what. Last time I sat on the toilet and dropped a seven-pound brown trout, I looked down and saw a few nibblins, I'll tell you that. Now, John, let's keep focused here. Look at this. They're handing out cobs of corn, and wait a minute. Oh, my God. It looks like they're not only handing out cobs of corn, it looks like they're rolling the cobs of corn right up people's faces. What the hell is that? There's hot searing melted butter on those cobs, and those nibbling freaks, you heard me, nibbling freaks, are rolling cobs of corn up and down on people's faces like they're painting the side of a barn with a paint roller. Oh my God, it's not really working. Well, you know, John, I, I, I am a little confused as to why they'd be rolling cobs of corn up people's faces because they're Carly's Corn Cob Express 
and the Nimblins should jump into a bowel movement because that's exactly where they belong and someone should flush them down the turd highway. It's not really working, John. Oh my God, it looks like they're, they're rolling up and down that old lady's face and she's got hot butter and salt in her eyes, John. Oh man, wow. Can you say Carly Corncobs Courtroom Express because I smell a smelly, nibbling-covered lawsuit and somebody's about to go to cream-style corn jail. It's not really working, John. Well, we'll see what else is working as we move along here. We're going to cut away, Harlan, and we'll be back for our next float here at the 42nd. Harland Highway, Santa Claus Parade. We'll be right back. Oh, let's not bother. John? Oh, it's not really working. Well, there you go, gang. There it is, the first uh, first segment of the uh, 29th Harland Highway Santa Claus Parade. And uh, sounds like they got things off to a bit of a bumpy start. Uh, Carly's Corn Cob Express came down the road. Uh, it was a, a I guess, a, a bunch of cobs of corn strung together to look like a train. And I guess the sweet nibblins were rolling cobs of corn up and down people's faces. So I can see why it got a little, a little crazy there. But, uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, that's the first floats always the groundbreaker. So we'll, we'll check back in with, uh, John and John, uh, very shortly as the parade continues. But for now, uh, let's take a, a phone call, Roger. One of the pavement pounders had a Christmas request. Hello? Hello? Hey, Arlen, pavement pounder Rich here. Um, getting that time for a little Rudy Cassoni snowballs, especially in, in the midst of the uh, baby it's cold outside. You know, Rudy's a little off color with the women. So uh, I think that'd be appropriate. Play it, please. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, it was this time of year. About a year ago, I think, around the holiday seasons, and I was at home waiting for the old lady to get back. She'd been gone a couple weeks, you sees. So I had a couple dozen hot toddies or so waiting for her there. Huh. Finally, the door opens up. Rudy! Hey, baby, it's been a while. Take off the dress. She don't. She gives me the stink eye. Where's the tree? What do you mean, what tree? It's Christmas Eve, Cazzoni. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was June. She says, that's it. That's it, Rudy, I'm leaving you. I've had enough. I can't take no more. I found another guy. I'm gone. Hold on, baby. What do you mean, on Christmas Eve? You're leaving me? You found another guy? Who is this Joe? What's he got that I don't got? Well, he's really cute. Baby, it's me. It's Rudy. He's got a short red suit. I know I ain't no beauty, but if you squint your eyes when the lights are low, you got one swell-looking skinny date, go. Kids love him to boot. Was this more than a date? He's got a sack of loot. No, you little ain't great. Well, yesterday you're my lip smacker. Now you're a sugar plum nutcracker. I did not forget Christmas. No, I hung some mistletoe in my pants. Pack her up! There's snowballs like mine. There's snowballs like the ones you're leaving behind You're gonna miss my back spackling, crackling, hot 
Yule log Wax nostalgic for my steamy holiday nog He's jolly and pet Yeah, who is this pet? Teacher Rosie and Brett Oh, I should have guessed Don't hit your ass on the way out the door You ho-ho snow blowing ho-ho-ho Oh, Merry Christmas, Rudy Blow it out your dingle Don't go getting snooty Oh, so you bagged the Kringle So long, but don't forget, my dear Old Pat so comes but once a year There's snowballs in the cold. Like these I love his big North Pole They jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle down below my knees You're gonna miss roasting my chestnuts Oh yes, ma'am Good luck without my pink honey glazing Holiday ham Cause there's snowballs like mine there's snowballs like these twins you're leaving behind And there's snowballs Santa Claus. Thanks for nothing. P.S. Uh, could you possibly uh, bring me a new bra? Or if not, I don't know, toss a couple of drunk elves in my bed or something. A couple of your little helpers. They help you, they can help me, pal. <laughs> oh yeah, Rudy Carsoni. Thank you for the request. We do it every year. Uh, I hadn't forgotten I was actually going to play at this show, and then one of the pavement pounders called in and was was getting impatient for the snowballs. And I was like, all right, I better play this pound puppy. So uh, thank you for your call. Uh, Rudy Carsoni is a, is a character that a good friend of mine does, an actor named Toby Haas. He, me and him did a movie together called Down Periscope. And I was the sonar guy, and Toby was the electrician on, on on board a submarine. And we've been buddies ever since. And uh, Toby does this Christmas show every year here in Hollywood, California. Uh, as this character, Rudy Carsoni, and he's kind of like a, uh, like a dirty Frank Sinatra. Toby kind of looks like Frank Sinatra, and so he kind of does this whole kind of throwback to the Rat Pack type of Christmas show with a bunch of dirty acts and mimes and drunk Santa Claus. And uh, and this year, I'm happy to announce for the first time ever, I'm so honored and excited, my buddy Toby has asked me to be part of the show. So this year, I will be, uh, I will be doing uh, a little skit on the Rudy Carsoni Christmas booze bag <laughs> review is what he calls it. Um, if you want to go, if you live in, uh, in Los Angeles and you want to go out and be a part of this thing, it's December 19th, 8 PM at the dynasty typewriter theater, uh, the Hayworth theater. It's in, in downtown Los Angeles the, on Wilshire Boulevard, two, five, one, one Wilshire Boulevard. It starts at 8 PM, December 19th. Uh, Rudy Carsoni Christmas booze bag review, and it is naughty. It is dirty. It is raunchy and people love it. He does it every year. It's singing, it's dancing, it's comedy skits. It's, 
It's a spectacle, and it's kind of a different kind of, you know, naughty way of looking at Christmas. So that song we just played is one of uh, Rudy's songs. He cut a, a he cut an album called Snowballs, which is available uh, online if you look around for it. Uh, Rudy Carsoni, Cassoni, Snowballs. And every year we play that song. It's part of the Harland Highway tradition. And you can go back and play it over and over again. But uh, interesting comment from our, our pavement pounder who requested the song, uh, mentioning that in light of, of the, uh, you know, all the censorship they want to throw around, uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside, they, they wanted to censor that song. And I find it interesting because, uh, you know, my buddy Toby, who does this character, uh, you know, he he uh, he's kind of doing a send up of the old kind of the Rat Pack days when when you know where guys called women broads and chicks, and uh, things were a little more rough around the edges. But uh, the whole gist of of Toby's show is Rudy Cassoni is that it's kind of satire. It's kind of like tongue in cheek. It's it's meant to be kind of raunchy because it's kind of a tip of the hat to that era. And in today's uh, politically correct and overly sensitive uh, time we live in, uh, you can almost imagine somebody saying something about this. And here's, here's, the, real, here's the real kicker for me. Like this, this song is like uh, a guy who's not known as a singer. He just put this song out for fun. It's people who go to his show get it. They're they're showing up because it's raunchy and it's supposed to be politically incorrect. And it's a great song and it's a lot of fun and it's purposely politically incorrect. But no one gives it any notice, right? Except for us people that listen to it. But if this song became big and it was huge and it was, you know, being played across the radio airwaves, you could bet people would find a million ways to try and shut it down, right? But as long as as long as something doesn't get big, as long as something isn't out there feeding the masses, nobody cares, right? It's only when somebody does something that's big and gets a lot of attention. That's when people just want to come out of the woodwork and crucify them. So let's try and change that, right? Let, let's try and just uh, be accepting and listen to things. And if you don't want to listen to something, shut it off or turn the channel. Not everyone who does something that's a little off color or blue or edgy, they don't have an agenda to destroy people and, and, and stereotype people and, and uh, you know, knock people down a peg. Sometimes as, as humans, as, as a human community, sometimes we have satire. Sometimes we lovingly mock each other. Sometimes we even make fun of each other. But we can't forget about when it's like fun and silly and in jest and turn everything so serious that no matter what you say, People are out there looking to make it uh, make it serious, and looking to uh, knock people down who are having a little fun. So let's never forget our sense of humor, okay? There's there's no room for mean spirited, cruel stuff, but let's not uh, let's not mix that up with fun and sarcastic 
and self-mocking and learning to laugh at ourselves uh, stuff, okay? So there you go. Thank you for the request uh, for uh, for Rudy Cassoni, Snowballs. And uh, I think before things get too serious here, we better get right back to the uh, the Harland Highway Santa Claus Parade. Hey, guys. Well, hello, Harland. <laughs> it is getting loud out here. Uh, the air is filled with excitement. You can hear the uh, marching bands down in the street. Oh, man. Wow, look at those. Look at them marching in unison down there. What a formation. Yes, well, you know, really, if you think about it, John, how hard is it to walk in step with another human being? Well, what do you mean, John? Well, everybody gets their girdle up in a twist when they see a group of soldiers or a marching band Walking in form down the street, step, 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 step. Okay. And really, how hard is it? I mean, it's like a bird flapping its wings. Who doesn't know how to step at the same time another person does, John? Well, you know, John, it really uh, is an art form. Well, then somebody should hang it on a wall and lock the museum because it's not really working, John. Well, now let's not uh, let's not chastise the uh, the brilliant workings of the uh, the marching band down there. And why not? Have you ever heard of a thing called a cliff, John? Uh, y- yes, I've, I've I know what a cliff is. It's a a high rocky perch, usually uh, you know hundreds of feet above the ocean or uh, on the edge of a mountain. Well, why don't they march right off a cliff? Okay, well let's let's uh, march our eyeballs to uh, the end of the street because it looks like our next float is coming around the corner, John. And just in time, I can feel my lunch marching up into the back of my throat, and I was gonna puke up some Campbell's soup and a grilled cheese sandwich if I have to watch any more of that marching bullshit. Oh, now. Let's uh, to take it easy there, John. Take it easy, my hairy, speckled left ass cheek. Enough with all the marching. Okay, John, well, let's take our mind off the marching because here comes our next float, and what a beauty it is. Oh, I can't wait to hear what this Christmas gem will be, John. Well, this is a float that was put together by the Tri-County STD Free Walk-In Clinic. Are you shitting my drawers? Uh, no, John, I'm not. This is a free clinic where people in the community with STDs can walk in and have a checkup, and, and I know what it is, John. Good Christ on a crushed-up cranberry cracker. Well, I don't know what that means, John. It means this is a Christmas parade, and why the hell would an STD clinic be allowed to have a float in a parade that recognizes the birth of our Holy Lord Savior, the Holy Lamb, Jesus Christ? Well, you know, they say God created us, John, and if he created us, he also created STDs, sexually transmitted 
diseases injected into the middle of a festive Santa Claus parade. It's almost like this parade just contracted herpes. Well, speaking of herpes, John, here comes the float and look at it. It's a 40-foot herpes rolling down the middle of the street. Oh, sweet bundled up baby Jesus on a stormy night in Bethlehem. Well, uh, it is a big float, John, and it's pink, and there's crust on it, and sweet God on an apple tree. If that isn't pus oozing out of the edge of that float, I don't know what it is. Well, I, th I think they went for a realism here, John, and there does appear to be a bit of herpes pus uh, excreting from the edges of the Tri-County STD free walk-in clinic float. Oh, sweet partridge in a pear tree covered with syphilis scabs. Well, speaking of syphilis scabs, it looks like some of the characters on this lovable giant herpes float, there's a, a bunch of crabs. Yeah, and it almost made me think we were watching a seafood float. But those aren't the crabs you get at Red Lobster during Scallop Fest. No, they're not, John. Those are the crabs that inhabit the pubic region of people who are unfortunate enough to get them. But thank goodness for the STD free walk-in clinic and all the wonderful work that they do. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. My crumbly, cracked-out crunch crackers. <laughs> Well, John, what does that mean? It means look at the way they're dressed. We've got a giant herpy floating down the street. God forbid it hits a power line. We're going to have the smell of freshly cooked, charbroiled herpy meat permeating through the air. Oh, man. Wow. We've got people dressed up as vaginal crabs and pubic crabs. Well, it is a uh, STD float, John. And here's the real kicker. Can you believe it? People dressed up in costumes, walking down beside the float, shaking hands with children. And am I Sherlock Holmes or am I Nancy Drew? Well, well what does that mean, John? It means if they're not dressed as vaginal warts, I'm somebody's shish kebab twin. Well, I think you nailed the uh, herpy on the head with that one, John. Oh, man. Wow. It looks like some of the little characters walking down beside the float are, in fact, dressed as vaginal warts. And isn't that appropriate to raise awareness? Hold the phone, Shakespeare. This is a Christmas parade. At what hour of the night, what hour of the day, and what hour of your pea-brained leprosy face makes you think that there should be vaginal warts walking down the street with snow elves, ice princesses, and snow people? Well, it is the STD, sexually trans... Don't say it, I know what it is. I went to college. Now, if you think having people dressed as vaginal warts, shaking hands with men, women, and children is a good idea, then somebody throw me in the subway tracks and pick up my severed legs and go play a round of soccer in Europe. Oh, man, wow. What are you saying here, John? What I'm saying is this giant herpy crawling with crabs 
and vaginal warts walking down Main Street is not really working. Oh, man. Wow. Wow, indeed. And somebody get me some hand sanitizer and dip me in a sponge bath. I feel like I got VD just watching this fiasco. Well, John, don't stress. There's still a lot more to come. We're going to cut away before our next float comes down the street in an anticipation, John, of the Jolly Red Man himself coming up at the end of the Harlan Highway 19th Annual Santa Claus Parade. Oh, Jesus Christ. One of the herpes just slipped. So one of the crabs just slipped onto a vaginal wart. Well, that's what you call a seafood buffet, John. Wow, this is not the time for jokes. This is the time for penicillin. Jesus jumped up, Jerry Jingle and Django Christ. It's not really working. Oh, man, wow. Holy smokes, wow. Okay, I guess we'll check back in with... uh with John and John later in the show, we still have to uh, see Santa Claus come down the, the street. So we're excited about that. And, and speaking of excitement, did you did you put your tree up yet? Are, are you a Christmas tree person? Oh, man. I put my tree up the other day, just a few days ago. And uh, there's just something about that ritual that is, is uh, I don't know, it just kind of... You know, people say they meditate to cleanse the mind and the spirit, or they chant, or they do yoga, or they they go and sit on a cliff and write poetry on rice paper. There's something very soothing and very meditative, if that's a word, meditative, or I don't, I'm just making it up, I think, but there's something very, um, I don't know what the word is. But it's uh, it, it, it's spiritual, maybe I don't know. It's communal. There's there's something about putting up a Christmas tree, you know, and especially a live Christmas tree. I'm not trying to take away from those of you that put up a, a fake tree because you probably get the same feeling. But for me, I like the live one because it involves the scent, um, and and putting up a Christmas tree. It, it's about a lot of textures going on. It's a it's a, about a lot of the senses at work. Uh, when you get a when you get a real tree, you know you you gotta touch it. You gotta. How often do you you know in your busy life, do you wake up and go and lay your hands and your fingertips on a tree? How many of you ever do it? How when was the, when was the last time you fondled a tree? And so it it you know trees are trees are very connected to the earth. They're connected to nature. They they create the air that we breathe. They have roots in the earth. I mean they're a living entity. And although they are cut, uh, there's still life going on in the tree. And so when you grab a tree, I'm kind of like going deeper than you probably would think of. But when you grab a tree, you're not just grabbing a tree. You know, you're like, well, grab the tree and slap it up. But when you think about the tree, when you really think about what you've got and what's in your hands, you should celebrate the life and the spirit of a tree. You know, you should appreciate that this thing started as a random seed in the earth and it, and it extracted the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals from the earth and it absorbed the water and it, 
It grew. It, it was kind of like a sperm, the way the, you know, thousands of sperm rushed to the egg. And whoever makes it to the egg becomes a human being or a puppy or a moose or whatever. It's a struggle, and, and it's the same journey for trees. Not every seed that lands on the forest floor germinates and becomes a tree. They, it's, it's, it's the lucky ones. It's the healthy ones. It's the, the ones that just happen to land on the most fertile piece of land or, or landed on a place where there was enough sunshine to nourish them and let them sprout. So a tree is a little bit of a miracle, but it's a living thing. You know, there's vibrations and there's energy that passes through a tree. Um, and and, and uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the tree uh, excretes. It excretes uh, energy and scents and, and carbon monoxide or whatever the hell it is. I mean, there's a lot going on in a tree. And so when you buy a live Christmas tree, you're, you're, you're laying your hands on this 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 bush, this this living thing, and you're feeling the needles of the pine tree or the, or the spruce tree or the poplar tree or whatever, whatever species of, of fir tree you get. And you're feeling the needles and you're, you're smelling the scents and you're touching the bark and the branches and you're hugging it against your body and you're getting the needles stuck in your sweater and in your hair and it, it, it's, it's, like a, it, it, it's like you're connecting. You're connecting to this, this thing that nature, nature produced, this little miracle. And so you're touching and you're feeling and then you're smelling when you get it into the house. Your, 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 your house fills up with the scent of the, of the pine or whatever, the fir or whatever, the cedar, whatever you're, you've, you've got in your house. So now you're touching and you're sniffing and you're, you're not really tasting. I don't want you to start, you know, grazing on your Christmas tree. But it's also bringing to life, uh, it's probably having a chemical reaction inside your body because of the stimulation of the Christmas spirit and the Christmas tree. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you first start dating a girl or you buy a new car or you get a puppy or anything fun or exciting in your life, your your body, your brain has chemical reactions to all these good feelings. And so uh, I think your body and your brain uh, associate a Christmas tree as a, a thing of good, a time of good. And so the, the chemical reactors in your brain, your, your neurons are probably releasing endorphins and, and dolphins and, and endoplasms and things I'm just making up. But it, it, it makes your body and your mind feel good. And, and in a way, it, it, it's calming and relaxing, but it's also exciting and it's peaceful. We know that, that the Christmas kind of represents, represents a time of peace and joy and love. And I, I think, isn't it, isn't it interesting? Isn't it fascinating that, that a tree, a tree can inspire these emotions and feelings inside of you? And think about it, you pass trees all the time, you pass pine trees, you pass fir trees, you pass maple trees, but you don't, you don't commonly uh, you know, have all these feelings come out of you because of a tree. But when you, when you take a tree and you carry it into your home and you lovingly place it into a tree holder and you fluff out the branches and you pour water in the tree holder to, 
just give it a little last gulp at life. And then you, you, you lovingly and gently and adoringly decorate this tree with beautiful lights and Christmas bulbs and all these probably little trinkets that have been in your family your whole life. I mean, it's, it's, it's an event, man. It's a thing. And I think it's a healthy thing. And, it, and, it, and because you only do it once a year, it's, it's, it's a buildup. It's, it's, a, it's a conditioning that your body has that uh, when, the tree, when the tree event happens, the picking up of the tree, the transporting of the tree, the erecting of the tree, the decorating of the tree, the flicking the lights on, and then, and then even once it's up, once it's in, oh my God. The residual effect of the tree in the home. I mean, it just uh, radiates throughout the house, not just on Christmas Day, but for the whole holidays. I mean, all these feelings and chemical reactions I just talked about, I think they're elicited just when you see the tree. Whether you walk into the room and there it is, even though you've seen it a dozen, two dozen, three dozen times, something washes over you. And that's the beauty and the magic of a tree. And it's part of the beauty and magic of Christmas. And so, uh, and so if you don't have a, a Christmas tree, maybe that's something that's missing. If you're wondering, ah, I'm not really feeling Christmas. I don't know. Christmas isn't what it used to be. I don't know. Christmas. Cri- well, you know what? Maybe... If you're feeling a little humbug or you're, you're not really feeling the joy and the, and the hoopla or the, the peacefulness and the love, maybe uh, it's time to go out and buy a tree. And I'm willing to bet that it, it brings all that stuff out of you. And even if it doesn't, at the end of it, you've got a beautiful decorated tree. But I, I have a feeling all the little, you know, the little, uh, the, the little steps that you take the ritualistic steps involved in erecting a Christmas tree is going gonna, is gonna to bring something out of you and put you in the spirit, the Christmas spirit. I think it's a, it's a healthy thing. So there you go. And, 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 and again, I want to make sure you people that don't have real trees, I think you still get the same stuff, the same feelings from bringing out a fake tree. It's the whole ritual of putting up a tree. Like I said, with the real tree, you get a few extra you know, sensory uh, bonuses. But by no means is putting up a fake tree any less gratifying than putting up a real tree. So there you go. Uh, Get into it. Put up that little tree and enjoy the Christmas spirit, right? And speaking of Christmas spirit, oh, my God, let's get back to the parade. I hear there's another float coming down the street. Here we go, guys. How's it going out there? And I'm telling you, John, when she puked it up, it landed on the sidewalk, and it looked like a gingerbread man, for Christ's sake. Oh, man. Wow. Guys? Guys? Hello? Oh, man. Wow. Here we go. Hello, Harlan. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to you. Okay. Here here we go. Uh, thank you very much. Here we are, John Waters and John Starter, here at the 124th Annual Harlan Highway. Santa Claus Parade, and we are coming down to uh, near the end of the parade, John, before Jolly St. Nick himself uh, comes around the corner. Oh, sweet heavenly hash. Uh, John, 
Well, you know, maybe this praying, do we have to wait for things to come around the corner? So far, this 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 praying has been dripping more lemon juice than a, a box of Newman's own lemonade that's been punctured by a porcupine. I mean, this thing's dripping lemon juice left, right, and center. Well, now, John, don't John me. I mean, I've seen herpes. I've seen vaginal warts. I've seen the niblet people. I've seen who knows what I've seen. This is just ridiculous. What the hell's next? It's not really working. Well, I'll tell you what's next, John. It's uh, our next float is uh, a very wonderful, I'm sure you've heard of uh, elves, Santa Claus and his elves. Well, who hasn't? They're like the lollipop boys, but they're chilled on ice. Well, I'm sure you've heard of Elf on a Shelf, John. Oh, God, here we go. Last place you want to be is in a library, and there's a pervert elf sitting up on a shelf staring down your blouse. Well, now, John, you're, you're kind of in the wheelhouse. What does that mean? Well, this is a new float this year, and this is a little bit naughtier, you might say. Uh, this is one for the adults. Okay, I'm listening. This one's called MILF on a Shelf. What in the name of holy water spread over Frank Sinatra's swimming pool? You heard me, John. MILF on a Shelf. Well, isn't a MILF somebody's mother that I'd like to, you know what? Well, I, I, I think that's uh, the term, John, but uh, this is uh, represented by uh, Hanky Panky's lingerie shop downtown, and they've got uh, what we call MILF on a shelf. And as you look around the corner, here they come, 20 or 30 beautiful older women, seasoned women dressed in uh, the most, uh, shall we say, sexy elf costumes I've ever seen, John. Oh, man, wow. Oh my God, those mini skirts are so short they might as well be wearing headbands. What in the name of Lucifer's darkest night in hell is going on down there? This is a Christmas parade, John. Well, you know, everybody's allowed to have a voice here at the uh, Harland Highway uh, Santa Claus Parade. And MILF on a shelf, uh, we've got uh, beautiful older women probably uh, hitting, uh, you know, their upper 30s, maybe their mid-40s. Oh, I think there's a few more that are hitting maybe their early 60s. Have you ever gone into the fridge and found a, a bucket of uh, expired milk? Well, I guess so, John. Well, you're about to smell some cottage cheese wafting down the street. Oh, man, wow. That's right. I mean, look at these girls or women or whatever the hell you want to call them, John. Well, why don't we just call them what they are? Milf on a shelf, John. They've got mini skirts and uh, they're wearing fishnet stockings. They have uh, boots that come up to their knees. And boy, oh boy, are they getting a rousing reception from the young college boys in the crowd. Oh my God, not only the young college boys, but there's a MILF on a shelf, and are you seeing what I'm seeing, John? Well, what are you seeing, John? There's a young boy that ran up to give a MILF a hug, and good Christ if she isn't motorboating the little fella. Oh, man, well, what do you mean motorboating, John? 
Well, that's when a, a woman shoves a man's face right in between her cleavage and shakes those Christmas puddings like Mount St. Helen just had an orgasm at an oriental steam bath. Oh, wow, man. Now look down there. That's a nine-year-old, maybe 10-year-old boarding school kid, and he's getting his face motorboated around between those boobs. It's like Dolly Parton fell out of the sky and landed on somebody's child. Well, John, I mean, uh, you know, there's always going to be something that slips through the cracks. That's what she said. What's that, John? Never mind. Now, what the hell are we doing having scantily clad, over-the-hill women that should be at a bingo hall eating coleslaw with a spork? Oh, John, man, wow. Well, I'm serious. I haven't seen this many wrinkles since a Sharpay fell into my bowl of raisin bran, for Christ's sake. Well, that's uh, definitely a lot of wrinkles, John. I mean, w w what else have you got on this? Well, what haven't I got on this? I mean, I, I think I see one of the MILFs on the shelf down there has a bunch of cold sores. Good Christ, she's got so many uh, red pimples around her lips. I thought I was staring up at the Big Dipper on a cold October night, John. Oh, man, wow. I mean, it's not really working. Children, teenagers, they shouldn't be exposed to this type of pornography. Well, it's not pornography, John. It's, it's you know, it's, it's uh, maybe a little bit sexy, but, uh, you know, MILF. On a shelf, John. Well, milk on a shelf, my hairy glazed donut ass. Here's another rhyme. How about this one? Weenie on a teeny. Oh, uh, what's that, John? You heard me. Milf on a shelf. How about this one? Weenie on a teeny. Uh, I'm not sure I'm following, John. What is a weenie on a teeny? Well, a bunch of these kids down there are 17, 18-year-old teenagers from college. Well, you can say that again, John. They're really cheering. And if you look, well, what healthy, red-blooded American teenage college boy isn't going to get aroused by a MILF on a shelf? Well, what are you talking about, John? I'm talking about a teeny with a weenie. Half those college boys down there have erections. Oh, man. Wow. Holy curled up candy cane juice. You're telling me, John, this is out of control. I mean, their pants are bulging more than a camel sucking a gallon of water from Prince Falalala's Christmas farm. Well, I don't know what that means, John, but holy ham glazed chicken tenders. Yeah, yeah, that's right, John. I mean, good Christ. Weenie on a teeny. I mean, is that what we want? A bunch of ramped up college boys standing in a crowd and they've all got risers in their pants? I mean, where am I? A broke back mountain with a wishbone? Well, wow, John, I don't know uh, what that means either, but good golly, Miss Molly. How about good night, Charlie Brown? Somebody get me a fucking diarrhea plunger. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. John, you're really going off over here today. Well, this is unacceptable. This is a family environment. This is a prayed for the family. And you got MILFs on a shelf. And as a result of these scantily clad booze hounds, it looks like they've been smoking cigarettes all night in the basement of a Reno, Nevada dog rescue. 
We've got college boys, 16, 17, 18-year-olds standing around with bumps in their pants. It looks like a doom buggy just rolled over a sand dune and hit a sea turtle, for Christ's sake. Oh, my, wow. And look at this. It was bound to happen. Look at this. Somebody, one of the teenies got his weenie stuck to a light post. Oh, man, that's going to hurt, John. Look at that. All because of the MILF on the shelf. This poor college kid got all excited. His reptile erupted from the terrarium. And look at that. Just like in the movie The Christmas Story, this poor college boy has his weenie stuck to a frosty cold metal light post and he can't get it off. The other boys are running away. They're terrified. And all you can see, if I could read lips, this kid is saying, come back, come back, don't go. Please come back. Just like just like out of the Christmas story movie, John. That's right. And because of that, this parade is not really working, John. Oh, man. Weenie on a teeny. You heard me correct. This is like Oktoberfest, just slid down a bobsled trail and ran right into the pink inflamed arsehole of a rabid polar bear. Oh, wow, man. Well, we better break away while we can, John. Somebody better break that college boy's weenie away. That guy's gonna be pissing ice cubes until Johnny the Eskimo finds a caribou hide in his face. Wow, oh, here we go. Well, let's. Let's cut away, and as you know, our next float, John. Oh, here we go. Our next float will be the big guy himself, Jolly St. Nick. It can't come soon enough because when you see that guy coming, you know the parade's over, and I'm sorry to say it, but this parade is not really working, John. Okay, well, we'll be right back. We'll let the, the viewers and the listeners at home be the judge, John. But we'll be right back for the final float of the 21st annual Harland Highway Santa Claus Parade. It's not really working, John. Come back. Please don't go. Come back. Wow, sweet mercy. That, that parade is, I, you know, I've never heard of the MILF on a shelf. But uh, John John Starters was not was not having it, uh, and and maybe I might be with them. Maybe that is a bit age inappropriate. I mean, there are a lot of kids. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that the, the milfs on the shelf were naked or anything, but you know, even suggestive clothing could be a bit too much for the youngsters. And the poor fellow that got his 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 thing stuck to the pole that's not uh, that's not good. But uh, as John and John said, uh, the next float coming down will be the, uh, the, the jolly man himself, which will signify the end of the parade. And uh, we'll get back to them in a few minutes. But before we go, uh, let's do this. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. 
You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote: stink, stank, stunk. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful sots. Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked, jerky jockey, and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. Wow, what a classic! You you gotta have a little Grinch every Christmas, right? Oh. What a beautiful song. Now, did did it ever occur to anybody that a song like that you just don't get anymore? And why is it? Why is it? I mean, it's such an original song. It's about about a green monster that hates Christmas and has a change of heart. But this is the story of this kind of dark, maniacal character that wants to destroy Christmas. And, uh... You know, what a great character to think of. And then you then you think of the lyrics to this song, how kind of obscure and weird and poetic they are, and they're kind of silly and, and dark, and they're they just work, right? And then on top of that, you get like the most unorthodox voice you've ever heard to sing. I think it was maybe Boris Karloff who sang this song or somebody. I think he did the voice of the Grinch, or he was the narrator. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if he sang the song, but whoever they got, it was just perfect, you know? And I think what's missing from today's culture is that if that were to happen now, the song would be all friendly and nice and no one, you know, they'd be be afraid to, to, you know, say anything bad about even the Grinch. You know, they, they wouldn't be able to say your your heart's darker than a ripe banana and 
Yeah, I'd rather have a crocodile. And no, oh, no, that that would be too politically insensitive, right? It would be all nice. And of course, they'd never get a like an old guy with a deep voice to sing. Are you can no, it would have to be Carrie Underwood, or uh, or one of these uh, these corny uh, you know pop music country guys like Garth Brooks or. Uh, that, that, that creepy Australian guy that hosts uh, American Idol. The guy who's married to Nicole Kidman. I don't even know his name. That's how much I care about the guy. But, but these are the kind of like commercially accepted, cookie cutter, sugary, kind of uh, mainstream talent, if you want to call it that, that they would get, that they would attach to this. Instead of, instead of thinking about what what the story asks for, what the mood and what the what the tone of the art is, they just want to forgo all that and go, what's the most popular? What's the most commercially acceptable? What's what do we want to feed people that will sell lots of records and and they don't have to think too hard? I mean, think about it. Nowadays would would you ever hear them cut a Grinch song? With, with a voice like that, with lyrics like that? Hell no. And this was done back in the day when art was art and they found the right people for the right job. And oh, it, wasn't all, it wasn't all reliant on who's trending and who's got the most Facebook likes and who's got the most Instagram friends and who's got the most Twitter feed and all this BS. Who's on the most uh, watched reality show? And who? Oh God! The thing that makes this song work is it—it's—it's it's sincere. It's legitimate. It's real. All the all the pieces of the puzzle to put this song together came from the right integral place. The source material, Doctor Seuss, the the wording, the wordsmith, the 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 lyrics. The the uh, the voice, the actor, the, the the sound, the oh, it's just it's all there, man. Now, despite my critique, my review, let's let's keep it focused on what it is. It's about Christmas, and uh, this is one of those songs that uh, you know I think is is registered in all of our hearts and minds, and when we hear it, it makes us feel very Christmassy. And so uh, I like it because it's, it's, it's one of those ones that gets away with making you feel Christmassy, even though it's about a, uh, a kind of a bad Christmas dude. But I think what we like about it is we know he's a bad dude at the beginning of the story, but by the end, he realizes he understands the joy of Christmas, the understanding. He hears the Who's down in Whoville singing, and even though... All their presents and their trinkets were taken away. Their perception of Christmas was far beyond all the accruments and all the decorations and all the purchases. The spirit of Christmas lived within their hearts and their minds and their souls. And this crotchety old Grinch that wanted to take it all away realized that you can't take it away. Because it's almost invisible. It's just a thing. It's the thing I was talking about earlier in the show, how you get that feeling this time of year. And so uh, so that's what makes The Grinch such a great story uh, and so much fun to watch. That was also done in the days. The, an- the uh, guy who directed the animation and did the designs for, 
for the Grinch is a gentleman by the name of Chuck Jones. He was like a, a animation legend, and uh, he really went out there. He pushed the boundaries of design and facial expression and line and and uh, stretch and squash and movement and uh, just you know just another thing that maybe you don't see quite as much as you used to too. The way the animation was done back then. So. Uh, a little Christmas gem for you right there, Lertle Durgans and Blergerschlargans. And I think I think that, that'll bring us to the end of the show. We're gonna we're gonna do our final check-in with John and John as the final float is coming around uh, the corner from what I hear. Uh, guys, how are you? Are are you seeing as Jolly St. Nick? Is Santa Claus in view yet? Well, excellent timing, Harlan. Thank you very much. I'm John Waters, and I'm here with John Starters. Oh, man, wow. And you could have brought it up at a more opportune time, Harlan, as, yes, in fact, here he comes around the corner, Jolly St. Nick and his eight wonderful reindeer. Oh, man, wow. Oh, good God. Thank you for saving graces. Oh, well, what does that mean, John? It means this parade is just about over. There he is, the big fat guy. You know, we live in a society where everyone's on a diet. Everybody's eating gluten-free. Everybody's trying to slim down and stay out of the heart attack ward. Okay, and what's your point, John? I'm saying we got a big fat bearded fuck rolling down the street. Those reindeer look like they're about to have a stroke. They're pulling that big tub of lard with a beard down the road. And good God on a gravy boat, this guy's fatter than Rebel Wilson's bicycle seat. Well now, John, don't John me. This is a travesty. We're sending the wrong message to children all over the world. And what would that message be, John? That message would be stuff your face Eat all the cupcakes you can. Get a belly so big that a walrus could suntan on it. And chew your way through a bakery until your gums bleed. Sweet Christ on a cracked up crinkle cut. This is not really working, John. Well, we can't let you take away the joy of Santa Claus as he comes down the road. Look at Dancer and Prancer and Rudolph and Vlixen and yeah, look at them. Their eyes are bulging out. Their cheeks are sunken in. They haven't pulled this much weight since Rosie O'Donnell grabbed a lamb shank at the all-you-can-eat buffet in Las Vegas. Well now, John, I think the reindeers are used to pulling big bags of toys. Yeah, big bags of toys, not big bags of fat fox. Now, John, let's... Uh, whoa, look, look at the kids. Look at the kids. Their eyes are lighting up that, like that, that they've just seen... Like they've just seen Marie Osmond before she started doing those commercials. What, what does that mean, John? We all know Marie Osmond blossomed out like a seven-pound hippo at a $2.99 store. Uh... I'm not sure. Oh, you, you don't need to know what I say. Just look at that fat fuck. Look at the sleigh, the, the, the steel barbs from the sleigh or whatever you call them. You mean the tracks on the bottom of the sleigh, John? Yeah, the tracks on the bottom of the sleigh are digging into the asphalt. 
that looks like as Santa goes along, he's so fat, he's laying down his own streetcar track. Oh, man. Wow. And there he goes. It's not really working. Once again, another sour lemon of a parade. I'd rather stay at home, put up a dartboard, and throw pictures at Bozo the Clown's fat fucking eyes. <laughs> well, wow, John. So, so a real lemon, it's not really working, John. All right. Well, you heard it. Uh, I enjoyed it myself, but, uh, you know, John and John don't always agree. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it and had another good time here at the 145th Annual Harland Highway Santa Claus Parade. We wish all of you a very Merry Christmas. Well, I guess I can do that much, John. Merry Christmas to everyone, and it's probably even merrier for those of you that didn't have to see this sour lemon meringue pie slide down the street. Okay, John, well, that's it, Harland. We're done for this year. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you next year. Goodbye, everybody. I'm telling you, this brain really... Have you ever had sour breast milk in your freezer when your wife was lactating? John, we're still on the air. Oh, Christ on a crunched-up crab cracker. Ho, ho, ho. Okay, thank you, Harlan. What? Wow, okay, guys. Uh... Wow, you know, this happens every year. One seems like John Waters loves the parade, and John Starters just, it, it just rubs them the wrong way. Interesting. Well, I like, like John Waters said, I hope you guys at least enjoyed the parade, and, uh, and, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, the floats, just the way they describe the floats, just beautiful. It's almost like you're there, isn't it? Oh, my God. Man, well, let's wrap it up. It's a long show, but, you know, it's worth it. The, the parade is is worth every minute. And uh, we uh, we hope you, uh, you hope you had a great time. Uh, and uh, we still got a little ways to go before Christmas, don't we, everybody? Oh, yeah, we got, uh, let's see, one, like about two weeks. We're at about the two-week mark, maybe one day over. Two days over, somewhere in there. So uh, it's, uh, well, wait, maybe not two. Let's see, the seven. Oh, let me give you an exact count here. How about that? Let's let's be more exact. So let's see. Oh, it's only about a week. What am I talking about two weeks? Holy God. I'm way out of line here. I'm out to lunch. Yeah, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's about eight days. If you're listening to, the, to this on a Monday... It's about eight days. Woo! So we'll have one more Christmassy podcast before the big day. And uh, who knows what we'll do. We might check back in with Wally the Elf because, you know, the next podcast is like on the 24th. So that would give us one day to kind of see what's going on up there in the North Pole. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what it's going to be busy, right, Rog? We don't know what's coming down the pipe. So, uh, so there you go. Hope you enjoyed the parade. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Happy holidays and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Arby's drive-through. Whatever you celebrate. Happy everything this time of year. We want everyone to share the same joy and happiness that the next person has. Oh, 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 
Uh, that's it. Thank you for uh, for tuning in. Tell your friends to get on the Harlan Highway. And until next time, happy holidays and chicken chow mein, baby. Somebody get me a fucking diarrhea plunger. <laughs>